and welcome to Talk Together. Thank you for joining us for an evening of talking about Dungeons and Dragons and other TTRPGs and other computer RPGs as well. My name is Nat, I use she, her pronouns. I'll be your host tonight and I'll be chatting to the wonderful Samantha Bayart. Samantha Bayart is not one of the usual Roll Together players, I hear you say, nor are they part of the stream team. Well, well, maybe we've got them on because they do other cool stuff that's related to D&D. And if you don't know who they are, where have you been for the last six months, quite frankly? Uh, we'll get into talking to Sam properly, very shortly, uh, before we kick this stream off. Properly, just so that you know, it's going to run for about an hour. And we are delighted to be sponsored by Phoenix Dice, supported by Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms, Elderwood Academy, and Bearded Ladies. Thank you very much to all our sponsors and supporters. And if you want to find us and engage with us in a social media fashion, look for Roll Together RPG. And, uh, and, and also, if you want to help us and support our work, you can join our D20 Club and become one of our Patreons. There will be links in chat right now if you want to do all of that. Um, have a look for us uh, if you want to watch us live we're here on twitch if you want to catch up later we're on youtube and also if you want to listen rather than watch we're all on podcasts as well just search roll together rpg in all of those places and you will be able to find us so samantha bayard hello how the devil are you i'm very good i'm in a forest yeah uh indoors and it seems to be a rainstorm going on outside, but otherwise um, nice and cosy. So yeah, embrace the cosy. Yeah, we yeah. need yeah. That. like this time of year. Just any opportunity. Like I have this jumper that I'm just like, it is. It is my favorite yeah. thing. It is so warm and cosy. <laughs> How are you? Um, yeah, I'm. I'm good. I'm good. Like embracing the warmth. <laughs> um. So uh, a little bit for those people who have not come across you and your body of work. I mean, you. You do. You do play TTRPGs and D&D a little bit, correct? I have played. Have I have played. played. It's been a bit busy for the last few months. You might yeah. Notice. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, most recently we did the High Rollers game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The rest of the Baldur's Gate 3 cast. Uh, before that, I okay. was... Well, you dropped the bomb there because I was going to say, okay, so you, you play some D&D, but actually the, the main thing that you do is, uh, Sam is, is a wonderful actor... And uh, and is part of the cast of Baldur's Gate Three as the amazing Karlak, everyone's everyone's favourite uh, barbarian tiefling. Um, so yeah, so you've been you did some D and D with High Rollers as part of the the promo for all that, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I think it's worth saying that like we, I don't know what you've said before. I've come on, but like we've worked together, and we've been friends for years. And we've been on the, the sort of game scene for a while. So it was it was not only, you know, I've talked about the fact that I know so many of the actors in this, but like no load of the directors as well. So that's yeah, been, yeah. been really amazing as well. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad that you said that as well. So it's not like I'm coming on here being like, hey, can't I can't have friends? Yeah, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> You're allowed to. It's actually true. <laughs> Like we've known each other what six six seven years now or something. I think it was it was Adventure X twenty seventeen. So six years. I think that we met. Yeah, yeah. What a, we what do a all time. the BAFTA, BAFTA crew, BAFTA connect. We so do. yeah, all the socials yeah, yeah, and yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's been like, I obviously I I am not in the cast of Baldur's Gate three. I did audition for Dramastic. <laughs> Well, 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 but uh, obviously getting to work on it as a director is also incredible. But it, it's been, like you say, th there's so many people that we know in this game that we knew beforehand that were maybe 
not well known beforehand yeah. as yeah, yeah, well yeah. and it's just been so wonderful to see you all thrive and blossom and be seen and mm. recognized for th there's so many actors out there that don't get the recognition for the the talent yeah. and the effort they put yeah. in so yeah, hopefully people realise how many good actors there are in the world. Um, it's also super competitive and, and lots of amazing actors drop out before they get yeah. the chance, you know. So yeah. I'm glad you're seeing, was it the 248 of us <laughs> in the game? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's something like, um, well, in the grand scheme of actors in general, I don't know if this is UK based, but I, I've heard statistics about like 2% of actors make a living. 2% of actors in the UK make 20k or over. Yeah. So 20, a living. which isn't a living, by the way. Yeah. That's maybe 1% yeah. make a living, yeah. And then the yeah. rest, 98% are below £20,000 a year. Yeah. That's a 98% podcast, if that's yes. why it's called that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, hugely competitive and people who who should be seen and celebrated and do wonderful things, unfortunately, circumstances mean, mean that they can't. So it's just, yeah. Um, you have to kind of it, it it get it gets into sort of wanky actor territory but it is it's a privilege to to still be standing and fighting and it's uh one thing i wanted to actually talk about and um i did throw questions out to our to the roll together cast and our wider community to see if there's anything particular they wanted to hear you talk about and um the question how did you get into acting did come up so i wanted to touch on that because i i know the, very often you hear stories of like, well, my mum was into acting or, well, you know, I just turned up for an audition one day and I happened to get <laughs> it. And those stories are totally valid. And that is how the industry works. But it's also good to hear other stories. So how about you? What was, what was, <laughs> how long have we got? How long have we got? <laughs> A long one. Um, in terms of like, what, like wanting to become or actually being seen, because being seen is like the last year. Mm. Right, but otherwise, yeah. <laughs> the first professional job was two thousand and five. You know, <laughs> that was a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, but what would you prefer? Would you like? Why did I want to act? Or like, what was the actual journey? Yeah, well, uh, a little bit of both. Then, um, okay. give, give me the give me the the spark notes of <laughs> oh, why sorry. why acting. Those spark notes, um, acting because I, I find it very cathartic. It's um, it was something I was talking about on the It Is Complicated podcast because I asked I, I asked them the hosts why they were finding this game so engaging because mm. one of the hosts was somebody just um, they play tabletop they haven't they don't really play video games and they are sticking with this game and it's you know it's quite a learning curve the old CRPG at the best of times but you know it's 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 um, it's not the most simple UI let's put it that way I mean probably easier if you know the the game if you know Dungeons and Dragons you got a chance but if you're going in the other way around it might be quite difficult but but they said that it was to do with role playing and then we explored what role playing means and it's to do with um obviously you're immersed you're in a safe space you're wearing a mask and uh, people don't know what's you and what isn't you um you're also getting what did they call it the bleed effect that if you discover something about yourself you take it into the real world and basically everything I've just said is the reason I act Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time because so many are extroverts and they, they want to stand up and be funny and be seen and that's totally cool. But that was never me and, and I couldn't quite work it out till very recently. But I always said it was cathartic because um, it, just in my, my situation, I was uh, brought up in a very <laughs> traditional Catholic uh, household. My father was uh, Irish and my mother's Jamaican. We call her the enforcer because she wasn't Catholic. <laughs> we had to be Catholic because that was the only way the church would marry them. 
And um, yeah, they're not sort of known Catholics for the um, effusiveness of, of um, emotion or anything like that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so without wanting to say repressed, because um, it, 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 it wasn't, it just wasn't particularly encouraged. So when I got the chance to express myself in that way, and again, this sort of safe space of other people and behaving in a way maybe I wouldn't be allowed to, you know, um, that was it was very liberating. So any, uh, I don't come from a background of entertainers or anything. So it was a, it was a long road and I'm not from from that sort of the class of people that, that know that drama school is a thing. So I'd already done my degree, already gone, oh, Shakespeare on stage. That makes sense. Want to do that. Um, then did, I land. Did you do an English degree? Yeah, English literature. Yeah, and I did a module on Shakespeare. And because I was in London, I got the chance to go and see like everything we were studying um, on stage, and it was a real revelation because I hadn't really experienced that before, and, and that put me on the path. And I was doing, uh, I wasn't doing my best work. I didn't know what I was doing. I thought maybe there's something to this, and it took me a long time to even know that drama school was a thing. And you notice in interviews with people, they sort of skip over it, don't they? they mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then when I got out of drama school, the agent called me up and then that's when I got my big Hollywood role. And that's not what it is for most of us at all. So um, I, I did that, got out the other end. It didn't book anything. Um, while they thought I was a good actor, I pretty much got into every school I auditioned for. But that had nothing to do with the industry. <laughs> The skill has nothing to do with the industry yeah. and they don't train you for the industry. Um, but I got out the other end of Guildhall and you do the big showcase in front of the agents and the look, this, is not seen as commercial. Um, I'm, uh, for one of a better phrase, uh, ethnically ambiguous. And then I have a very small pool of people, agents and casting directors, telling me that I don't look like a British person, that I don't come from London, uh, da, 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 bye. And so that's how I ended up in audio. <laughs> and I was doing that for years and years and years and years and years. Um, and I made a sort of sidestep into games because I was doing a lot of sci-fi and fantasy. I think probably because I started with Hitchhiker's Guide, but I was doing a load for Big Finish on Torchwood and uh, Doctor Who box sets and things like that. And then, um, you know, Sandman, Aliens <laughs> as well, Aliens box set with Dirk Mags. Amazing. Um, and doing that for ages and going, hang on a sec, I play video games. I like sci-fi. Maybe we can put the, what am I doing here? And then, yeah, I started asking, but the lack of gatekeeping in games is good and bad, right? It, it's good because it's good for us because people like me get a chance and it's not all around, you know, um, big names. These these casts are huge. Um, hopefully, I mean, my, my, person, my personal experience is it has, it has kind of been the best person for the job. I'm not getting the feedback that I used to get, which was my looks or my gender presentation or whatever. It's just, mm -hmm. do I fit the role or not? Um, but the bad thing is no one remembers you because there's no no real casting directors. Yeah. So you do a big job like Baldur's Gate and they aren't kicking the doors down to get you on the next project. So, yeah. you know, it, that's the reality of it. Um, you have to keep that scrabble up and it, it can yeah. be exhausting. And we both worked on a game called The Excavation of Hobbs Barrow, didn't we? Yeah, Which we was did. lauded for its performances. And I think because we all come from, well, most of us come from acting rather than voice acting particularly, there's a way of approaching text, isn't there, in this sort of storytelling, when certainly in Baldur's Gate, with a physical element in it, because we keep getting called voice actors. And there's very few people, especially in the UK, with a market as small as it is, that are purely voice actors, certainly making yeah. a living being voice actors. So you kind of have to be ready to go. And, and what was nice about the, the best thing about the drama school training, of course, was the, phys the physical side, because these characters are very physical and larger than life. And we have movement directors that are going to keep us on track, keep us honest and keep us telling that story authentically. Um, and if you don't have that vocabulary and if you don't have that physical awareness, you can find it really hard 
So it all sort of came into one and it was it was a real pure acting. It was a real black box, wasn't it? You know, yeah, of, yeah. of imagination and going, where am I? What does yeah. it look like? Who am I talking to? Because that's not always, you know, obvious on an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, that, that, was a, that was a fun challenge as a director as well, was I, uh, I, I tend to be quite imaginative when I direct in terms of like I am picturing a scene and I get this is where having played a lot of D&D came in very handy because if someone said to me, Baldur's Gate, even without playing previous mm. video games, I had an image of what that kind of place was like mm. in my head. If someone said like a, a Druid's Grove, I could imagine like what the, the general populace playing D&D would imagine yeah. and, and that kind of thing uh, and having little shorthands to like Oh yeah, okay. Well, I know who this famous character in the world is going to be, and and that kind of thing. But for it's translating that to the actor as well, who is in this literally, like some saying, it's literally a black box. Cameras all around the top, all around the bottom. A couple of lines on the floor to show you where your feature go, and a camera like there, and the script like there, um, and trying to get. Act, and, and obviously like some people are great at doing it on their own and some people need just a little bit of like okay just take a second close your eyes hear the trees now open your eyes and let's go um but yeah finding ways to translate that for all of you what did you let, let's talk about the um the recording process a little bit um and the the mocap process so for for those who don't know could you break down what like what you gotta do, what you gotta wear, how it works a little bit, and I'll chip in with anything from my perspective that's different. A, a, a costume is provided for you. You are not required to bring your own. Um, it's a humbling experience putting on the mocap and also bumping into people that you haven't seen in years also in mocap. And you kind of have to get over that one pretty quick. Um, it's like a scuba suit, isn't it? And in our case, it's a, like a two-piece scuba suit with a belt around the middle for your battery pack for microphone that goes here. Um, and then our mocap engineers would put the markers on us. And then what? You go in, you calibrate. So it's, it's, it's sometimes it was the closest to exercise that I got. And I was very grateful for that opportunity. <laughs> a little, little, you know, moving the joints around so they can calibrate. And they calibrate our hands as well, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, Including uh, making else, sure yeah. you covered yeah. movements such as like the angry swan and uh, holding a sausage roll. That's it. And, it's a twist uh, the arm. Yeah. Greg's sausage roll, keeping it real in South have, London. Have a little disco <laughs> as well with yeah, a pointy yeah. finger. Yeah, all of those. I like the range of movement that you've got to do for your uh, your calibration. You've got to do things like lunges and big yeah. arm, arm. My physio was over the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't over the moon. But no, you know, <laughs> one lunge on each leg. Doesn't count, by the way, Sam. Uh, yeah, I remember Angry Seagull. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you do all that and hopefully everything's still working on the computer side. It's a very complex load of you know, calculations that it's doing. And then you get what we like to call the Power Ranger, which is yeah. a, it looks like that. And, and that's, that's it. You're not getting like an avatar of yourself in the game. You're getting like a, a blank slate. But that, again, keeps you honest and, and sees how it comes across, you know. And the um, important thing with the Power Ranger is there's no face. Like it is like... It, it, we yeah we say power ranger because it literally looks like like it's just a a, a mask so you can you can see you, like you're so focused on the body and the body movements because the, there's so much communication that humans do that it is based on facial expression which mm. is that when you're making a game that's down to the 
animators unless they're doing facial capture, which we weren't doing. Yeah. Because um, otherwise, apart from all of the um, the skin suit and the the dots on the body, we also would have had to rig you up with uh, an HMC, a head mounted camera. Uh, and that's a whole nother deal. Like I, I did another project after BG3, which was which involved a lot of HMC footage, mm. not at the same time as mocap. Thank goodness, because it, it, you think I was going to say, like, how long does that take? Yeah, you think mocap is complicated. HMC just gets even more like mm. making sure that the helmet is tight enough that it does not move, even when mm. the actor is mm -hmm. doing this, but that also doesn't give the actor a headache. Mm. Um, and, and every time you take the helmet off for a break, you've got to recalibrate and redo all the, uh, like, <sighs> Yeah, I'm not so keen on that one, I must say, <laughs> if I ever get a choice. So, yeah, for this, the other, the other thing is we had a regular old vanilla camera as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know what happens after I finish my session. So, so that's there, I guess, it's reference for, for animators. I, I yeah. tend to overuse my face, so thank you, animators, for making me <laughs> look more sane. Than I would have done. But they did manage to, like, I think it's important because I know people have been like, oh, they did facial capture for it. And we, we didn't, but we didn't. they did get such a level of detail of expression, which I think is incredible, but that's nothing to do with us. No, nothing to do. We certainly like, if there's any confusion at home, we didn't have dots on our faces and we didn't have that camera in our face and that would be capture. Yeah. So if they're using that film, just like, like this, like a film and that's inspiring, whatever, then, then great, but that's not facial capture. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Great. Send, send the message out. We did not do Sometimes you'll get like, they'll go, yeah, no, I saw Sam talking and saying, like, what? It was like, oh, it's so hard doing that facial capture. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> it is hard doing facial capture. We just didn't do it for this. I've never done it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so, okay. So we, we've talked through the, uh, the, the mocap process and, uh, was there anything that you found particularly restrictive working in that way, thinking about your body? Was it um, like a whole new awareness to your body and what it did? Did you did you discover any like little movement, like ticks and twitches you didn't realise that you did? I like to think they were choices. Carla, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, being heavy, being big and heavy, mm. um, that, that's really what, not the challenge, but it was the rule to establish. And we knew that it would look weird if she had like, uh, she moved too quickly, essentially, yeah. and that she's quite wide mm -hmm. in the shoulders and that it's just that heaviness to carry with you. Um, actually, what I found really hard was because there was no sort of, and for none of us, and I don't think in any games, there was just no training. No. So that was the hard bit. The discipline was is each line essentially is recorded a solo, right? So you, you stand in a neutral position, you do your line. And then you come back to the neutral position because if you don't do that, it didn't count. And of course, none of us are, are used to that on, on day one unless you've, you've had that. So that was the discipline. That's what I was thinking about. Um, the rest, as I said, I worked, we worked with various movement directors and, and uh, uh, voice directors in the room. We were doing all that collaboratively together um, at time of recording. So that was that was an interesting one. <laughs> Yeah. But you know, once you found the rule of the character, we used to the rule of the character, right? We used to the, the physicality and the voice of the character, so that's fine. It was the discipline of mocap, the rules of the mocap, that was was hard at the beginning. I think it was a bit mm -hmm. of a learning curve at the beginning. Yeah, I think I, I wanted to come back around to what you were saying about going back to neutral at the end of each line because it it was something that was very unique to this process. 
because we were recording from like basically we, we had you in the full mocap suit for the full body but we were for most of the scenes capturing from your waist upwards to your head yeah. and all of that is for the the big dialogue um conversations that you have in the game where uh you've got your multiple options and the characters react and, and most of it is that sort of mid shot that yeah. um, that you see um and coming back to neutral is important because you might have a monologue of like five lines that you've got to do but because there are so many options that the players can choose in this game there are so many ways and paths like you might in one playthrough you might say those five lines but in another playthrough because of the choices the players have made you might only say the first two and then skip to the last one mm -hmm. or you might just say the first one and then fight them or 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 yeah absolutely yeah so it was very rare that you actually got to do the five lines together as a five line monologue yeah. and otherwise you have to come back to neutral so it could be stitched together and jigsaw puzzled together with all of the other potential options um but yeah i think you did an incredible job in like getting back into that zone um and getting back into the neutral. there was a team of people ready to beat me with sticks if yeah. i didn't so you all kept me honest but no i used to cheer when we got the surprise monologue yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yes <laughs> It was weird though, and the first like playback of you know reaching Karlak in the game, yeah. like seeing it stitched together, seeing that combat to neutral was a bit jarring actually. First time I thought, oh, I'm not sure yeah. if this works because I'd never, you know, obviously I'd never seen myself in a triple A game yeah, <laughs> in yeah, that yeah. sort of role. So I was like, oh okay. There's a lot of things. To my process. brain got used to it, but yeah, I was overanalyzing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think I've um this is a complete sidebar to to playing the game but I've I'm not um I've mostly been playing through as as my character that I've made but I did start uh just a little Karlak run to see how it's different because obviously oh, nice. it's completely different. Thank you. Thank um, you for your service. You are you're very welcome. <laughs> um but also because I didn't I didn't uh get to see you record those lines as well and I just love the little like anyone else it's just the narrator saying like, oh, you think this, and you think this, and you should go this way. But for Karlak, she's got her own little monologue of like, oh, I'm out, fuck you! And it's great. It's just, yeah, it's so, if you've not done a Karlak run, at least at least start it, because uh, it's it's super wholesome and slightly different perspective. <laughs> um, back to the recording process. Um, was there a particular scene or moment now i i'm just going to pricey this uh, with uh we're in the realm of heavy spoilers here, folks. <laughs> we're in the realm of spoilers we'll try and keep it like a like a gentle sprinkling rather than full ruin just everything. yell at me if i go too far or we start again <laughs> yeah. um but did you have a favorite section or a bit of dialogue or even like a one-liner that sticks with you um that you particularly enjoyed doing I think one line is they, they change every day. Yeah. People have discovered Stinky this week. <laughs> kind of like Stinky. I think after killing Auntie Ethel. Right. <laughs> stinky. That's it. Sounds so right. stupid. I love it. But um, I, I mean, I've talked about it quite a bit. There's a scene where Carlac can get her own form of justice. Yeah. There's a scene regarding that. And I just ate that up because that was monologuing. And I was like, yes. I think um, yeah. and letting that body go and do what it wants to do rather than yeah. having to make sure I can always come back by the end you know just going further and further with it great that was yeah fun. 
I think that was one of the ones that um, I was chatting with a couple of the other members of the Roll Together team and uh, <laughs> we didn't realise we'd spoiled it for someone else, but Tom was saying about that, um, uh, Tom is one of our players and DMs, uh, was saying, I think I know which monologue you're on about. Um, yeah. And he was mentioning about like that was a really cool Because that's the, that was the truth of Karlak and she puts a mask on top of it the entire time. Yeah. Which apparently people with PTSD do because yeah. they've been in contact to say it was it was a really authentic like particularly people that have served in the military like they get it they get yeah. why she's making the dark jokes and uh, brushing things off but I mean she's also really really lucky and happy to be out of hell right there's that relief that true relief of being out but when she's actually faced with the things she's been trying to avoid the whole time and it's there in front of her that facade just drops so it was really fun because I was always hanging on to that that was on every line you know yeah, yeah, that was always there. So the fact that I get to 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 show you that ugliness, yeah. and then shut it up again, was just love. It was wonderful. I really enjoyed doing that. Great, yeah, great. And did you um, did you have any like particular moments that you you struggled with from a like a blooper perspective? Any lines that you just couldn't get out because it was too silly, too fun? Or if you can like... remember any, because I'm not I'm not a corpser, am I? You know, I don't no, tend I... to lose it. So. Yeah, I, I was trying to think back on this because uh, from the sessions that we had together, and I know there were japes, but I don't remember any lines being ridiculous. Like there was that video um, that that went round on Twitter like earlier in the year that Aliana posted. Aliana is one of mm. the um, the movement directors, and is also the girlfriend of Jennifer English, who plays Shadowheart. And there was that video of uh, a session that I was running where it was like a Friday afternoon we needed a bit of energy so I was reading Lazelle's lines as Dev would read Lazelle's lines and Jen properly got the giggles I that. yeah I saw that yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's fair though I would if someone was doing Karlak in the booth hilarious <laughs> well actually yeah. I did I, I did I did a line as Karlak for, for one of the prompts and I was oh, told it was you? very good <laughs> <laughs> but we could have done that with all the origin lines we right. could have talked to each other I know <laughs> That's one of the things I love, and it was not practical in this case because of the sheer amount of content to record. But it's always a treat when, uh, for uh, both as an actor and a director, when you either the ultimate is getting both actors in the room together and getting them to just be able to play off each other, or at least if one actor's already recorded, getting their select takes and playing it to the other actor so you actually have an, an honest response. Yeah, yeah, that was a treat when that happened. I'll tell you what, I had a running joke. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever a new character was introduced, I'd go, can you romance them? Yeah. And then yeah. they go, yeah. I'd go, yeah, no. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Add them to the list. <laughs> if, you... if, if character exists, can romance. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Essentially. You've been, you've been doing your own playthrough on, on oh. Twitch and YouTube. I, um, to my <laughs> shame, because I do not have unlimited time in the world i'm afraid i've not been i would not expect anyone to watch that nonsense but they did <laughs> and there's an audience of people enjoy it especially when when there's people that they know and like and stuff involved so but how how is that playthrough going for you it's long because i'm chatting to people yeah it's sparking memories you know um and that was kind of the point of it was to be a way for me to talk about the performance without me sitting still and talking about the performance and then yeah. going oh hang on a sec oh I've forgotten this thing so also you know as you know we, we filmed out of order so to see yeah. it in order is also a treat I also yeah. just thought it was hilarious we've got a character who talks to herself 
so you've got those that going on yeah. and then you've got me talking over it you've got these three voices yeah i just thought it was hilarious <laughs> so i started doing that and then i even like showing little secret secret bits like if you step off straight off the nautiloid don't go to shadow heart that's carlag and go for a long old rest mm -hmm. extra oh. content Ooh. on twitch uh, yeah, end of the first episode, beginning of the second, because there were two, and I was like, oh no, I didn't show you this one, so I didn't, then went back. But, because <clears throat> I'm not a streamer, and I can't, I can't sit there for four hours and play this, right? <laughs> and also be expected to be good and entertaining at it. I think someone did a calculation of like how many years that an hour per week is going to take me to play the game. <laughs> Now I'm thinking maybe I just do like smash cuts of, of, of my progress and upload those rather than putting everyone through that torture. Um, especially that... inventory management. No one, oh, wants to see... yeah. no one wants that on a stream. Like You have to do that off stream unless you've yeah. somehow got, played it so many times, you know, you're really fast at moving it around. But yeah. I, I love this game so much, but if I could change one thing. Okay, well, okay, no. If I could change two things, one of it would be... <laughs> like finding some way of streamlining the inventory but to keep the flexibility yeah. and the possibilities open it has to be so so involved but also i i really wish that they just got rid of the option to click on vases like you can open every vase and every jug and there's never anything in there but everyone's played with that person right? <laughs> i i check the vases right yeah you check there's nothing in the vase but this is my problem sam is i have to check there you go. I, I physically have to. It's well programmed then. And it, it hurts every time. Do like an area search so it kind of tells you if there's anything it's just empty, 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 empty. So I yeah. think that's a I think that's a console thing. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a PC player. So uh, we, so we don't get that. So I have to actively click on everything. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, you just added like. 20 hours to your plate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even, like, I've I've had more time to play it than you have, but I'm not even halfway through Act 2 yet. So, yeah. Sad times. <laughs> um, where, where are you up to in your playthrough then? You said just you... got a scratch in the Albert. So I was like, well, this isn't going to get any better, is it? <laughs> so I just got them ended there. And then I was on my way to try and get housing out. Uh huh. Because, like, that, oh my God, that grow. That growth and doing it as a tiefling as well. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, my Morgan's a, a sassy well. bitch, right? and I'm not playing dark lack. I'm playing more sort of neutral uh -huh. with her. She hasn't got Tab's good influence. That's what that is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So because um, yeah, people go, oh yeah, if if such and such happens, will Carlac leave the party? And it's like, no, no, no. Your game won't be over. <laughs> it's not like Disco Elysium. You know, you were you were shamed to death. <laughs> end of game you know like she will she will go on to the end of yeah, she's done some gnarly shit i think she likes get she does if you go down that path she does like going around throwing her weight around yeah. and saying i'm i'm zariel's bodyguard mate cough yeah, up yeah. you know she'll go and mug people and stuff it's fun <laughs> so it's there and it, we've done an end you know because not everyone likes to play her as good as well there's there's, there's evil endings with Karlak. yeah i, I suppose the thing, you, you can't <laughs> have you recorded them i suppose you can't uh obviously like Dark Urge is its own character anyway, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. can't you can't play like Dark Urge, but you could you can definitely you get play... that storyline, but you can certainly play as like yeah e evil evil Make character, evil do nasty Make shit, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Korga's a funny one as well because Korga, mm. like again, I I don't know. Do you know Claire Corbett? I don't. 
No. I don't. I love to hate this character. I know. She's done a great job. She's yeah. done a great job. She's great. And she's really, like, she, that Korga is, is an awful person. But Claire Corbett is so lovely and so excitable and, uh, like, mum in dungarees with puppy energy. Wonderful. And, but she also does the little... Um, the intellect devour devourers at the very start. Oh, all, oh, so she's us. Little brains, take me with you. Like she does the same, those as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so on, on your playthrough, have you have you romanced anyone yet? Just myself. <laughs> what, Someone yeah. asked me who I was going for. Like you can plan that. I think it might it might be going down with Lazelle because because you know what Carl sense of humour is like, right? And she's yeah. a soldier. Any you know like. Lazelle digging at her is like someone pulling your hair, isn't it? Because they yeah. like you. That's how yeah. Carlax sees it. Um, Carlax's not that fussed, mate. She's touch starved. She hasn't had sex for 10 Not that she'll admit to in 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we discovered some content the other day. Went, oh, yeah, she doesn't want to tell anyone about that encounter. Uh, <laughs> doesn't count. It doesn't count. Uh, but yeah, thought, yeah, she's not fussed. As long as I guess you're not evil. Um, although they're unlocking Minthara now. You don't have yes. to choose between. Um, yeah, I guess yeah, it's yeah. what Will and Will and Karlak or or her. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, that looks like I, I've I've seen Emma's performance with, yeah. with later on in the game if she's romancing Karlak and it's yeah I've got to get some of that. Yeah, I I've not watched yet. I know <laughs> I know Deborah was doing a run uh, and she she's gone for an evil run so she sided with she the has. goblins. <laughs> <laughs> Ne- never, never, never want to take the the, the light path. Always the dark option, yeah, yeah. possible, never. Yeah. Um. So she's she's romance. She's stormed the grove with the goblins and then has uh, unlocked the Minthara. I don't think you can call it romance scene. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you could say the same with Lazelle. I mean, is, well, it, is it romance? Yes, actually. <laughs> yes, the Lazelle romance. Because I, I'm, I'm also romancing Lazelle. Um, mostly because I'm just like, again, I'm it's in the position of, I, I know all the cast. Yeah. <laughs> and it's oh, right. Oh, weird. right. That's interesting. And I, that bleed through is interesting. Yeah. If it, if it wasn't you, it probably would have been Carlac, but it's you and it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to romance everyone. What's yeah. annoying is it's not Mass Effect 2, in which yeah. I essentially played as Captain Kirk. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 it doesn't remember, right? It, it, all it knows is the system knows is whether you're in a romance or not. So they'll yeah. comment on it and go, "Well, I think you should break up with so and so before you get with me." And you're like, "Right, fine." <laughs> then you have that scene, and then you break up with him, move on. Whereas Baldur's Gate, oh, it remembers. Oh yeah. Even Lazelle will Lazelle will slut shame you. It was of all people, right? yeah. <laughs> all over the place. But to be fair, you know, they're sleeping in the open air next to each other. They people can see and hear everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they've really gone for that realism. I love reading salty messages about, well, yeah, I well I decided I was gonna sleep around and then then people didn't want to be with me and, and that sucks. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's a bit like real life dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they've thought about it and they've tried to write real three D characters. Well sleeping around the office. Like after a bit, people aren't gonna be that into it. Yeah. <laughs> I think some of the funniest lines uh that I, I directed the to, to record were the the companion characters reacting to a player saying, 
hey, so I've slept with someone else or, hey, so we need to split up or, hey, I really like you. Can we get together? Well, not unless you break up with Shadowheart. Like all of the, there there are so many different um, options and uh, like um, edge cases covered by those lines. But so many of them are are so, I I don't think we recorded any of Carlax together, but like Lazelles are cutting. And, oh, no, there's a couple of Astarians as well. There was one, one of Astarians where I think Neil fully got the giggles because it was, you got to break up with Shadowheart first. And it was something like, um, like, oh, well, she's she's used to being left behind or something like that. And it was just so brutal. That's, that's him, though, right? That's that character. Right? It's just a yeah. catty thing. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um, we we've got we've got about uh, about twenty minutes left. We have uh, like a typical list of questions that we usually ask for uh, for a roll together guests, and I've I've taken and tweaked uh, a couple of these because some of them assume that you play D and D all the time, and I know you have, but that's not necessarily actually. Now let's cover that. Well, like what um, did you have any D and D experience before the high rollers game? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I played uh, shortly. I'll try and get these through these quick. Right? Let's, let's the quick fire a bit. Uh, I played in person. There's a D&D meetup in uh, Covent Garden once a week. You may know it, may not. Um, I've, I've never been, but I know it exists. Yeah. So you, it, it's, um, you're a mercenary. You, you turn up at the tavern. You get hired for a yeah. one shot. It's, it works really nicely for people working out. And there's lots of new DMs in there. And it, it's fun. And usually quite brutal and sick. So I, I like that. Um, for which I played Barbarian, funny enough, first time because I thought Smash Things uh, storyline. Yeah. That that's what I storyline first. Really, I'm more interested in that than than all the spells and slots and like, I can't do it. Um, the so then when we went to lockdown, um, my friend who I was playing with, he's been DMing forever. DM sessions on over Zoom with um, you know online tools. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Was it Roll Twenty? Mm-hmm. Um, using that and that was fun as well. Um, and I was doing that after a long day at work. So <laughs> that was a long time to be on camera for. Yeah. And then I kind of got the game and I haven't played again. I've been a bit busy with that. Um, so I haven't played for a while. Um, is it the kind of thing that you think you'd like to go back to again at some point? Well, it is very committed, isn't it? I mean, it is very committed. It can be, unless you're doing like one shots or, or one offs or short campaigns. But then there's lots of prep for that as well. Yeah. I like to be very prepped and then I'll like to play a character I've never played before, which means mm. researching that character. So I find it a lot of, yeah, prep. But um, I, I certainly wouldn't say no to, to doing it again in future. It's just I've got to find a way to do it so it doesn't take over my life. Yeah, that that <laughs> is the problem I've run into. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I know, I mean, my friend, this, this DM, he was playing two, three games a week. Yeah. And as a composer, and I'm like, how? How are you doing this? Like, I think he was DMing one and playing in two others, and I was like, "How?" <laughs> uh, good, good diary management, and uh, at the expense of, uh, in my case, I've not read as many books as I wanted to this year, and mm. because of Baldur's Gate three as well, I've not played as many other games as I wanted to this year. Mm. Um, but for me, it's 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 part of my social life. Like it's yeah. how I, how I see some of my friends and stuff. So yeah, I think that's the essential thing, isn't it? We we focus on like the, the game and the mechanic. I mean, tabletop games and mechanics, but really, essentially, you want to be playing with friends. Yeah, because you're stuck with them. <laughs> you want to know that you've got people that you know and like, yeah. and know and like you, because it can be quite hard. Like that was the only the sort of not downside, but the London group is that you don't have that bond, and you're just working yeah. your characters out at the same time. So it's a very longhand way to yeah. play. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, well, uh, why don't you go ahead? You've got a D20 there, right? I have. What color is your D20? Show us, show us, show us. Show us. Oh, it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful sky colors. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a bit celestial, isn't it? Yeah, is there a bit of sparkle going on in there as well? Yeah, there's a little bit of sparkle. It's mainly blue, but there's also bits of orange and yellow in there too. So. Nice, nice. Very right. nice. Do you want to roll it for me and let me know yeah. what number you get and I'll see which question comes up. <laughs> Ten. Ten. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, on the knowledge that, you know, it, you want you want to make sure that it fits in with your lifestyle, but if you were to sit down and play D&D with anyone, alive or dead, <laughs> so people you know, wow. people you don't know, celebrities, historical figures, whatever, who would you want to, like, this is the dinner party question, but who would I you want to play D&D with? I have to have a whole team of people. <laughs> I just not... you name Can a I couple. One? Right, yeah, who? I, who? I mean, to be fair, there's loads of like friends I haven't seen in years yeah. that we keep putting things off with. So maybe I just get those friends around because that kills two birds. Yeah, it's a really yeah. boring answer, but but it, no. it's a quicker one than if I have to actually try and answer it in the way you'd like me to. <laughs> <laughs> that the, the, there is no the way that I would like you to answer <laughs> these questions. You can answer Pe- people that other that your your viewers have heard of. No, I can't answer that. But but people I haven't seen some cases years. Yes, that would be nice. That, that's too. a perfectly valid uh, thing. Is, is there anyone in particular out of that group that you think they would make a good DM? Or would you want to try? Would you ever oh, no. consider? No, 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 no. <laughs> Leon Killen. Oh, Leon Killen is the oh, lovely Leon. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> he's very responsible, um, but he's also fun and uh, kind and just exactly what you want in a, a, a DM spirit. You know. Yeah. For, for those who I imagine most of the people watching won't, won't, know who won't know who Leon is, but he, he, he does a lot of lovely um, advocate, advocation, advocacy, advocacy, advocacy work. That's well, diversity, word. inclusion, and belonging. I yes. believe it is yeah. what he does. Yeah, video games, which yeah. is uh, yeah, yeah, really important and really good. Amazing. Okay, well, roll that d twenty again. Roll that <laughs> dice. We we'd say roll that dice. We have a little gif. Four. A four. Okay. If you had to suddenly give a 20-minute presentation on something that was not related to your job or games, what would you pick? Can it be... Uh, uh, so when you say my job, you mean acting? Yeah. Because I've done other jobs. So okay, yeah, I, yeah. I'll, I'll do a tech talk then, because I used to be in tech. I'll do a tech talk on how uh, being an actor helped me be a better software engineer. There you go. Ah. Storytelling. Psychological <laughs> if- safety. Very, very, very important in the workplace. Okay. And I think that's something that's rule one, right? In, in acting spaces, yeah, yeah, is to make us safe, relaxed. Well, that feel people feel free to either speak out and or, or um, you know, feel free to uh, say they're not comfortable. Mm-hmm. So that's really, really important that you, that's not seen as 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 um, something that might go against you. You know, if you say you're uncomfortable. So yeah, that was always a a big thing. And that's been a big problem in your in the tech jobs that you've worked in before. I, mean, I think it's a big job, a big problem in any sort of office job, really. There's a lot of, of, of certain cultures that we need to dismantle. It's a culture that's, that's served one part of society and not the rest of us, you know, mm-hmm. so we need to, to do that. But yeah, Google have a big old book on um, psychological safety. Mm-hmm. So it was it, the question was like, um, what, what aspects do teams have to make them successful? It's always money, right? It always comes down to the end. So it's not like going to the same schools, being from the same country, speaking from the same language, is literally feeling safe in a room together. Mm-hmm. They are the most successful teams in the world. So isn't that interesting? <laughs> that really throws that yeah. on its head, that you have to have certain education or a background or whatever. Of yeah. course, most companies won't implement that. 
No, <laughs> because undoing these structures is time-consuming and expenses, expensive, as if the system has been built around actively trying to stop certain people entering the industry. So yeah, yeah, I'm already talking about it for five minutes. So yeah, yeah you get I, 20 I, minutes out of me on that one. Easy peasy. Easy, I feel like this is easy. less a TED talk and more a manifesto as well. Either or both. <laughs> <laughs> Rallying the revolution. Yeah. Amazing. Roll that dice again. <laughs> 11. 11. Okay. Uh, have you ever cosplayed before? <laughs> I have actually. I, yeah. did a double, I did a double cosplay at EGX uh, as Cloud. Uh, oh. No, not as Cloud. No, it was a mashup. I could get. I could have got sued. It was amazing. No. <laughs> See what happened. I went as Dark Link because right. my hair was dark, <laughs> and my friend thought it'd be hilarious to give me like half a Link cosplaying costume. So I went as Link, and then and then there was a promo for the Final Fantasy remake. That was it. Mm. And I, I held the sword, but within the picture, it kind of looks like Cloud anyway. It's it's weird. It's this weird crossover. And then later, I was Jessica Jones because I I dressed back in my normal clothes. I was gonna say that's and I had just a yes yeah, me clothes, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's my clothes. But I then went no, I meant to. It's Jessica Jones. <laughs> So I did a double cosplay plus cloud. That's how I roll. This this is like this is a few years ago, right? This is pre. It's pre-pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think now like, I heard that Matt Mercer does cosplay as roles that have nothing to do with him, so he can walk yeah. the floor. I mean, That's that a good sense. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. do Critical Role. Do you watch Critical Role at all? I watched a little bit, but again, it's the time, isn't it? So it's, much it's time. Yeah. yeah. I I'd started watching the third campaign because it like it was a fresh start and. And then I sort of, I tailed off after about 30 episodes. Not because I wasn't enjoying it. just 30 episodes, though. I know. Uh, I was, it was a quiet work time. <laughs> it, was, it was, yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, so they do, for their Halloween episode every year, they always, like, they, they dress up and do fancy dress. But one of the years, a few years ago, they did, like, um, costumes as characters that they have all, because obviously they're all voice actors, so characters that they've all played, um, which was very good. Would Can you... I be Thomasina? That's really say. easy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was a natural follow-up question out of the characters you've played, which would you be Thomasina as? Thomasina, please. Yeah. <laughs> Just wear a little neck chief. Put their hair up. That's wanna, it, really. Do you want to do your, uh, your your mandated? I think it's here in the rider. Give mm -hmm. Sam time to shout about Hobbs Barrow. Even yeah, before. you got the message. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do you want to shout about it? Tell people who Thomasina is. So Thomasina is the um, main role in the point and click adventure game. Uh, I guess it's folk horror. It's set in uh, North Yorkshire in the what mid late eighteen hundreds, uh, and that's in it. Uh, Dave Jones Helsin is in it. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, everyone's in it. It's great. Um, and it was uh, made by Cloak and Dagger Games and uh, produced and voice directed by uh, Dave Gilbert of Wadget Eye Games. Lovely Dave. Absolute legend. Loves his actors. Um, yeah, and that was a little mini hit last year. I mean, that was yeah, a precursor of things to come because, again, we thought, oh, it's, you know, it's really well made and it's great. But I think in its specificity, it really, really, really stood out. There is no other game like it. Yeah. Certainly not set then and there and with the vibes that it has. Like it's ab and it's got this really synthy 80s soundtrack on top mm -hmm. of it, which sounds weird, but but play it. It, and it, it just <laughs> works so well. It totally works. But I guess it's that, yeah, it's that sense of dread, right? Yeah. All the way through. Like you could kind of do violins or something, but but we're so used to that, I think. Like, yeah, you, yeah. No, it was it was it was something else. And um it, it got me long listed for the BAFTA for performer, uh, leading performer in a game last year. Yeah, so it did. that was amazing because that's Great. a top 10. 
that's a top 10. And uh, having like become a member since <laughs> and seeing that there are a lot of actors, the fact, you know, and it's not done under the actor's name, it's done under the part, the character role. So, you know, bear in mind we're going up against God of War, etc. The fact yeah. that people clicked on Thomasina. Yeah. It just it, it, it will always will always blow my mind because no marketing budget, you know, micro indie, um, all the rest. So, yeah, it's it's it, it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's a good game. Actually, and it's out on Switch and Steam and yeah, God. That's it. There we go. I got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. Well done. Got <laughs> boxes ticked. <laughs> no, no joke. We do we do love uh, the Cloak and Dagger and Hobbs Barrow is just a, such a special thing to be part of. One of the things you um, mentioned before, though, I wanted to touch on. Because uh, I realised, I mean, I did a terrible introduction of you before. It was very rambly, but um, I, two of us then. <laughs> I'm just. What are you expecting? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm supposed to be a figure of authority in recording rooms. Yeah, you're a benevolent just... dictator. <laughs> um, uh, you, yes, are a BAFTA breakthrough Brit. I am. Yeah, it's BAFTA breakthrough now. Just BAFTA just, breakfast. Just Bruce yeah, because they do it in America and India, India as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought that's why we had to have Brit on the end because there's no because it used to just Europe. be Brits, but now they've gone. Yeah, they've gone the other way with it right. in a way. Yeah. Fair enough. How's that? You had a fantasy photo shoot. Has that been the main that's thing that's happened, happened so, so far? far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got a very fantasy shoot. We're having a party tomorrow. Ah, it's so yeah. sweet. And I get to meet all the others properly because um, yeah, we 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 only sort of crossed over in the shoot. Um, it's also a sort of, as well as, you know, um, I guess being a promotion, getting us out there. It's almost as if you've won and a BAFTA is in like, they, they put you out there in the world mm. and, and get you some good press and everything. But also um, it's a careers program as well. So so um, I've had a meeting with a careers coach, which I never even would have thought of before. And he's really motivating everyone because we're on the old WhatsApp and, and people are a bit, you know, cynical because they're, we are in we're mid we're seen as mid-career so like we're already doing it what's he got to teach us kind of thing but like he really really got you to nail down exactly what you want out of this Great. Um, on a very personal level so it was it was just lovely lovely guy that did that and uh, we got media training which was for me personally having done the bg3 junket it's a bit late in the day but <laughs> <laughs> thankfully i didn't i had talked to very um nice game enthusiasts rather than you know scary broadsheet or tabloid press yeah, you know yeah. who can try and gotcha you I think we've got we've got time for a couple more. Like, let's do some super quick fire questions. Roll that sure. dice one more time for me. Thirteen, lucky thirteen. Oh, lucky thirteen. Oh no, that's a that's a longer question. Roll it again. Okay, I'll roll it again. <laughs> oh no, that's a no. Have that on three. A three. Uh, okay, this is quite a roll together specific thing. So go with me on this one. If you could only eat pickles with faces on them, sausage flavored ice cream, or halfling cheese for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Sausage flavored ice cream. Sausage flavored ice cream. Why? I I I don't have um, a sweet tooth. <laughs> In the words of John Hodgman, I have uh, an alcohol molar. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love my savory food. Yeah, fair uh, they, that's a quick answer. Great, great. Roll it again. <laughs> Seven. Seven. Yeah, which is uh, lucky. We've covered that. Roll it again. Nineteen. Nineteen. Huh. Uh, ooh, okay, so this is an interesting one that kind of, this could be for um, for your current playthrough uh, with Karlak in Baldur's Gate 3 or any of the TTRPGs you've played. Um, if you could go back and change an in-game decision, what would it be? 
That's a good one. Um, uh, my um, second campaign I played online with my friend was as Hope. She was a tiefling uh, warlock. So she regrets that whole Many thing. Things. She would rather not be maybe a sorcerer, maybe not a wizard, uh-huh. but a sorcerer, rather than a warlock. She was always trying to get out of the pact. It was horrible. It was like with Cthulhu or something. Mm-hmm. He would uh, A lot of the time Cthulhu would give her dreams to hand out pamphlets to the rest of the crew. It was very embarrassing for her. <laughs> Not again, Cthulhu. Oh. They just don't want to come to church and I want to stay <laughs> friends with them. So, can we knock this on? Leaflets. Don't embarrass me in front of the cool Leaving it on Cthulhu. the table. It's like, just, just think about it. Just think about it. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, all right. Uh, I think I, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick question one because you're not rolling yeah. one. You've had four <laughs> relatively lucky dice, actually. Um, how would. Karlak and Sam uh, deal with karaoke and what would their and your go-to song be? It's like you're kind of conflating us. Interesting. No, um, no, no. no. <laughs> These are two questions. Okay. Also, can I How, can how I would Karlak be in karaoke and what yeah. would her song be? And what am I, would, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, can I just say Nat is, yeah. is an incredible singer yes. and shocked me at karaoke. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Karlak will sing the Ace of Spades. Yes. A lot. Yes. A, a, a lot. But she'll probably do, like, you won't get her off it. She's just out of, of hell. There's yeah. not much music there. So she'll want, she'll want to do Angels and we'll look, oh, oh no. And she'll be <laughs> drunk. Yeah. It's just hard. She's going to fight you to hang on to that microphone. So maybe let's not. No, we, we love messy drunk You just stay on it, stay on the machine and be like, no, I'm doing all of them. It's my show now. <laughs> and, and what about you? I don't know, I haven't done it in ages. I spent ages looking at the book, being really indecisive. And then in the meantime, someone will get up and do that song that I'm yeah, thinking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't have a go. I certainly don't have a go-to. I think that's the problem I need a go-to. Yeah. 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 That, that's, that's, my, that's my problem is that I've done karaoke with so many different groups now that they all know that I do Bonnie Tyler and Bjork it's so so quiet and then I n- now I have to come up with other songs yeah. because they've yeah. all heard them before <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody get your time's worth I mean yeah yeah that that, that is definitely a great I am the resurrection that's about 10 minutes it's Stone Roses yeah, yeah, yeah Bohemian Rhapsody is definitely a group okay if the next yeah. time we're out doing yeah. eight and karaoke happens, which bit of Bohemian Rhapsody do you want to sing? <laughs> Bismillah bit. Okay. It's <laughs> the big Bismillah. Yep. <laughs> like just all of it on okay. my own. Great. We used to do it in choir. Done. We used to do it in choir so I know all the parts. Amazing. Right. Well, that's the deal. <laughs> and uh, there will there will never be any footage of it. No one will ever see. Amazing. No one will ever know. That's a deal. <laughs> Right, I think that's about all all that we have time for. Is there anything that um, you wanted to say that you didn't have a chance to say? Yes, bugbear, mocap. Let's do this. Sometimes okay. we had um, cinematic mocap. It was in a different location. By the time it's to do with walking around and doing action because our studio wasn't built for that. If you hear that someone is saying they've done my mocap, not entirely true. They have done my mocap. I have also done my mocap. Yeah, they put the two performances together. They put the two performances together and mesh it. So if you ever see me like in, basically if I'm speaking and you're in a close up, 
yeah, I did the mocap for it. As simple as that. Um, I have to keep saying it because I think there's there's all these different stories going around. Natty, as a director, yeah, can confirm this. I can. I, I saw you wore dots. You were there. You did a move. Yeah. yeah. Although actually, the the like dancing that. dancing Carlac was not me. Not me. So the general rule is if I'm not talking, and if it's like you know cameras pulled out, that was someone called Tamara who's in Belgium. I found out the other week. Oh, I was you? so happy. Now I was so happy because everyone kept asking me and I was like, well, it isn't me, you know, and I don't want to keep saying I don't know. So um, Thierry from from the head of the department, animation department in, in Belgium, told me the other the other day, essentially. And and she is Karlak in battle Great. as well. So yeah, all that, that sort of idle or battle stuff with the with the camera zoomed out, that, that's not going to be me either. Great. That's so good. yeah, it took a lot of people to make Karlak, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah. if I'm talking, it's me. Although I did the mocap. Well, I mean, because that's the, it was a, it, it, yeah, you say it was a team of people that did the mocap. Because I, I knew, obviously, I knew Aliana did a lot of the mocap. I knew Neil, actually, as well as, as well as being busy doing Astarian, he did a lot of the mocap for loads of other background stuff as well. Um, Josh Witchard, who is one of the Tav voices, um, also did a whole bunch of the, the mocap. And I think I saw him doing this. Is this spoilery? There is a moment, I don't want to say where, there is a moment where Karlak has a cigar. Um, and but yeah, I did. The, you did but it. I also did that. Oh, did you? Interesting. Between us, until, unless me and him are in the room together, watching that being edited, because we're in not only different studios, but different locations. Yeah. None of us can say it was 100% whatever. Yeah. What I will say is someone spent a lot of money to get me in a studio for four hours in a mocap suit to do something that could be voice recorded in a couple of minutes. I did it with yeah. Kirsty. Um, um, and it's a shame that that's sort of, of come out because it was yeah. all like, uh, oh, cause Sen was saying, oh, we're getting them all back in. But to be honest, I, I was back in the studio within a week of the game coming out long before anyone got to an ending and, and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were already, that was on obviously on the list to be completed and I did it. And then I, it's just a shame that it's not only like my performance that get, gets minimized if, if we only talk about voice only, cause I never did voice only again in that in that sort of close-up situation but also of all the makeup engineers and the movement directors yeah, and the cinema yeah. who, who work with that material so they they mesh it together and essentially that particular one was kind of used as um oh what do you call it um a, a sort of track so i was played the scene this is what it's going to look like these are the bits where you're talking you know you're going to turn around here you're going to offer a cigar there on that and that line so the end performance is going to be an amalgamation of those two performances mm -hmm. As simple as that. So just, and, and I think it was a similar thing with, with Neil saying he did Carlac mocap. It was yeah. interpreted as he did a hundred percent of my mocap, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I went in and did voice. And even though yeah. I've been on the show and we, on his show and we talked about it, that doesn't always get through. No. So I have to like just keep saying everywhere, and if, every opportunity. Been following me, and I sound a bit mental and obsessed. It's just because we, we all did the yeah. same work. Oh, that's the, that's another thing. Really quickly, four years on a project does not mean four years nine to five. No, because that's how it's been interpreted. Yeah. Uh, me doing like less than a year has been interpreted as being rushed in it but actually me doing every other evening and, and weekends I felt helped helped me as a, as a performer because I've got you know first of all it's much closer to the average game experience uh, yeah. from the actor's perspective you are the last thing to come in before it goes into post-production same in films right tv and all that um what was happening with the others is they were in EA essentially but we were all wrapping up at the same time yeah you know acts two and three were coming in at the same time for all of us and, and just a bit of data, if you still don't believe me, is um, our voice lines only have been data mined. I think me and, and Dev are within half an hour of each other 
in terms of total lines. I think she's almost at 11 and I'm at 10 and a half. Yeah. So it's there. <laughs> it was there. A lot of it's hidden in, in origin, but yeah, it's yeah. there. Like I, I put in the same amount of hours. It's just over a much shorter period time of time. And and to be honest, I'm playing with someone who feels that they ha are on borrowed time. Yeah. So that was always really helpful to just go in and go, right, let's go. <laughs> gotta, go, gotta, go gotta go. Now, where am I? What does it look? Right, I've got it. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah. Amazing. The, yeah, I, disambiguation on the whole. Yeah, work, yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. important to say, and I know we're running a little bit over now, but um, things like uh, the, the, what the thing that frustrated me with um, Neil Newborn, wonderful, wonderful Neil Newborn, amazing, winning awards. Ah, oh, king. Um, was given thirty seconds at the Game Awards to, to do. I mean, they all were. Cues. They all were. Yeah, it's, it's gross. It takes it takes a village, people, and. And Mr. Newborn is is wonderful, but what we were just saying there about how much goes into how many people work on every character yeah. in so many aspects, and it becomes hard to detangle it and pull it apart. And yeah, you are, you you are the face, and it is you and your heart that you've put into the character. But there are so many other, um, yeah. like building blocks underneath. Yes, yeah, it's, it's probably the most collaborative uh, art form that I've participated in. Yeah, which is great as well. Yeah. But um, screw you, Game Awards for for not giving Neil time. But are people to actually talk still about surprised about the Game Awards? Are people genuinely surprised? It's just getting more and more, you know, it's more it's and more load of adverts. This is this is very close to us getting on another rant. So I think we've that's probably... it. That's what I mean. This is like it's just it's load of adverts. I feel sorry for the ones who don't get to even get their yeah. 30 seconds get to win. You no. sat in a room and been forced to watch and trailers and ads. These five people also won awards. Great. Now to the next trailer. Anyway, Sam, <laughs> we yes. could put the world to rights for hours. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Let's just keep going. No, I can't stop. No, no, we should. I have other things to do today. <laughs> that is fair. We will. We'll save it for the for the next time we grab a drink. Um, but everyone else, uh, thank you for joining us and watching and uh, and hanging out in chat. Hello, chat. Um, we stream. The, these these talk togethers on Fridays from six till seven pm GMT. Uh, next Friday, I believe it's going to be. Uh, I cut this out if I'm not allowed to say Cobalts, um, but it's going to be some of the Roll Together cast talking about their Baldur's Gate three playthroughs. Um, so come join us for that and and how we've been playing this game with so many options. Um, on Mondays and Tuesdays we stream our regular D and D games six till nine pm GMT. Uh, we're we're fully into Christmas one shots territory at the moment. So uh, we you've already had two Christmas one shots this week just gone and uh, we've got another two delightful very silly very wholesome very wonderful uh, silly times coming up for you next week so please tune in for those you can join us on twitch.tv forward slash roll together rpg to watch us live and join in on chat but if you miss it don't worry it's always in youtube not long after and podcasts as well so come join us wherever is suitable for you a huge thank you once again to our sponsors and supporters, but most of all, our D20 Club. You are wonderful, wonderful people. They help us with, every, like, make all the content we do. And, and Sam, did you know our D20 Club have built us a Discord and uh, a wiki, and you can find all the information about Roll Together campaigns and characters and stuff on that wiki. And it sounds really, amazing. It's what great. geniuses these people are. Right? You could be so cool like they are by sponsoring us uh, from as little as one of your local currencies per month. Uh, links will be in chat. Thank you again, Sam. Thank you, everyone else. Thank you. That's uh, that's everything from me. And uh, okay, we have that. We have this thing that we have to say. 
at the end of um, Talk Togethers. Uh, it's a little bit cheesy, but uh, go with me on this. Everyone, always stay classy at the table. <laughs>